Today's episode is sponsored by The Audio Flow by Jacqueline M. Protho. Thank you, The Audio Flow, for sharing this icy hot audiobook with us. It's helping us with our colds. <laughs> it's icy hot. It's icy hot. We got that like sexy librarian voice on. Phoebe, the, Phoebe sexy voice. Phoebe sexy. I got that sexy robot voice. <laughs> no, it's dragons. Dragons. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. What do you want to read? The stats or the summary? Let's do the stats. Okay, the summary is pretty long, so. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is Going Down in Flames. Which sounds Written. terrifying. Sounds like it's yeah. It sounds like a plain <laughs> drama. Yeah. Ooh, that, that was touchy, deep. Touchy subject. That was deep. <laughs> the author is Chris Cannon. The narrator is I love his name. <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> I love it. Her name is Julie Niblet. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, the best name ever. I just want to take a little niblet out of her. I know. Mm. The publisher is Chris Cannon. I thought the publisher was also the audio flow by Jock. Probably, but Amazon. True. Had it as Chris Cannon. Which is, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which is what I went off of. For, yes. Um, yes. But I believe the audiobook is produced by, produced, not published. Jocelyn. Yes. but Yeah, produced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the this episode or this audiobook is produced by Jock and at the audio flow. So good job, Jock. The audiobook release date was November 29th, 2018, and the duration is 11 hours and 9 minutes. So it's a long one. It's, yeah. The genre is fantasy, paranormal, shape-shifting YA, and dragon-loving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The summary, which is also taken from Amazon, is if her love life is going down in flames, which is the title of the book, Yes, she might as well spark a revolution. Finding out on your 16th birthday, you're a shape-shifting dragging. Dragging? Dragging? You're dragging now. Dragging, yeah. Shape-shifting drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to swallow. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Whether you're a dragon or a drag queen. <laughs> Being hauled off to an elite boarding school is enough to choke. <laughs> I have sparked Brad's pneumonia. You sparked my pneumonia. I got bronchitis. Uh, oh man, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of dick euphemisms. A lot of sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't God. say it. Choking. Okay. okay, choke on. We are so immature. We are. Mm. Who, who allowed this? <laughs> this is sponsored by the audio flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, since Bryn is the only crossbreed at the Institute for Excellence. Okay. They just phoned that title in. They like, really did. These dragons have had hundreds of years to come up with an institute name, and they did excellence. Excellence. Like somebody's full of themselves. Yes. 
all eyes are on her. But it's a particular black dragon, Xavian, who catches her attention. Why it gotta be black? (laughs) (laughs) My thoughts exactly. Xavian is tired of the directorate's rules. (laughs) I cannot with your pneumonia right now. (laughs) You are constantly like 90-year-old hacking. (laughs) Segregated clans being told who to love and closed-minded leaders make freedom of choice almost impossible. The new girl... What did I do? (laughs) The new girl with the striped hair is a breath of fresh air. And with Bryn's help, they may be able to change the rules. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I had to take a gulp. At the Institute, old grudges, new crushes, and death threats. Those sound all like very bad things. are all a part of a normal day for Bryn. She'll need to learn to control her dragon powers if she wants to make it through her first year at school. But even focusing on staying alive is difficult when you're falling for someone you can't have. Ain't that the truth? That is real life right there. Dragons, humans, we all have problems with our love life. Exactly. I don't know why I'm talking like a southern... (laughs) Chef. <laughs> I was going to say radio personality. <laughs> that too. Actually, we've been watching Christmas movies, and there was one yesterday with Haley Duff. Oh my gosh. Haley Duff is like still she does active. Christmas movies. Yeah, she does Christmas movies. Oh which, if God. I were an actress, I would only do Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. I love them. I just watched the one with Maya Balik. Oh. The yes? last flight before Christmas. Oh. Yes. Oh, I need. Was that on Lifetime? Uh, yes. Oh, I need, okay, I need to do that. Hulu. Tons Hulu. of great Christmas movies. Really? They have a holiday section. There's dogs. There's Haley Duff. There's oh radio. There's the girl from, um, Mistresses. The, um, the sister that hooked up with the sister's ex. Joss. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. She's in one. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. So back to Niblets. <laughs> I think she did a great job. I really like her. I like her too. She was a perfect YA mm-hmm. fantasy kind of novelist. Yes. Reader. Because she did voices. Yes. And she put enough de- de- differentiation mm-hmm. into her characters, into Chris Cannon's characters, that I was not mixing up people mm-hmm. and I was falling in love with other people. Yes, I loved her voice for Xavian. Oh, oh, yeah, so sexy. Oh, you could like see the black dragon of him. Yeah, like he was just like smoldering. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I really like her the emotions that she put into it. Mm-hmm. I felt teenage angst. Uh huh. I felt, you know, heartbreak. Yes. I felt excited. Yeah. And. I love the idea of this elite boarding school. I know. I love things that take place at an elite boarding school. Yes. Like, you just know that's going to be drama. Exactly. So that was really good setting for this young adult. It's, it's one of those tropes that I am always here for. Oh, yeah. I don't get tired of it at all. No. 
And so it's important to note before like diving really into it that Bryn is the daughter of a red dragon mm. and a blue dragon. Oh, this has <laughs> this book has got to be a, a metaphor? Metaphor for race. It oh, 100%. Has to be. 100%. Like there's no getting around it. Yes. Because it's right there. I mean, they talk about segregation. Uh-huh. They talk about I mean, this whole idea of bi- you know, you can think of biracial uh-huh. relationships with the blue and the reds and yes. you know, those the children of those uh-huh. aren't accepted and they they are the the worst of the worst, you know. Well, yeah, which remind me because I listened to this a bit of ago. Um what color was Bryn? She was red and blue. So she, 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 would, she but she wasn't purple. No. Okay. She was she had like stripes of like red and blue and then she had like um and she had both powers which was yeah. ice and fire. Mm-hmm. So she was she was showing showcasing both colors. Uh-huh. And she would change colors too. And that also gave her the power, which no one knew about, was to change her appearance. Mm. So she could change into anything she wants. Right. And even though she was a dragon, she could change into anything. Oh, she yeah. was the share of dragons. Yes. I like that. She needs her own uh, Las Vegas show. <laughs> Showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like this book because it's an important message Mm -hmm. for young adults to be reading in a different sort of way like you're not going to get young adults and like teens Mm -hmm. to read a book of this kind of with this message unless you put it in a way that maybe they're not even going to realize that they're getting the message yeah and so i think in today's day and age particularly it's a good time for this book to have been released, which Definitely. I mean, it was released at the end of November. So, yeah. And it has such great ratings. I mean, oh my God, Goodreads is like skyrocket. Mm. Yes. In Dragons in Flight. Yes. Like at it was like a 4.5 or something like that. Mm. That's crazy. And I would rather, if I did have a child, I would, like a teenage child, <laughs> I would rather them read this book than like a Twilight book. Oh. Because this book at least has a message. Oh. Oh. And there wasn't a lot going on in the book, to be honest. If you really looked at the summary and looked at the the, the whole book as a whole, there wasn't a lot going on. Right. There was just a lot of conversation. Uh-huh. There was a lot of just personal beliefs happening uh-huh. and kind of this conquest to figure out identity and who you are and what you believe in yeah which is important yeah to a young adult because a lot of us don't know what we are yeah no people maybe try to tell us what we are we still don't listen to them Mm -hmm. i was I, i was actually reading a book the other day that they said i don't want to mess this quote up but it said um you're gonna mess it up i'm probably gonna mess it up but they said Spend time with people who know who they are. And if you find people who don't know who they are and try to make you something that you're not, you shouldn't spend time with them. (laughs) (laughs) So basically surround yourself with (laughs) 
Maybe, good people. <laughs> yes. Maybe the first part of that was what I came up with after the second part. Because the, the guy was like, you shouldn't be spending time with people who don't know who they are, but want you to be somebody. Because they don't know who they are. So who are they to say? How do you know that they don't know who they are? Well, in the context of the book, they were like... Oh, this is a quote from the book? Not the book, but another book. <laughs> from The Best Man. From I'm confused. Richard Peck. <laughs> Sorry, you just you just said like, you know, teenagers need to identify who they are. Yeah. But... You shouldn't you you shouldn't spend time with people who like are forcing you to be something that you're not uh-huh. to be like them, even though they don't even know who they are. Right. You know. Oh, I got it's, you. It's so like deep. It's real deep. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you haven't noticed, we're sick. <laughs> <laughs> we actually are recording on a Wednesday <laughs> because I was too sick on friday to record yeah so and i was like thank god because i'm still sick <laughs> <laughs> you had pneumonia yeah i had pneumonia and i don't know what i had but mm. i probably got it from brad yes probably <laughs> oh. Ugh, i gave it to my co-workers i gave it to eddie uh, i think i gave it to my doctor you're getting it around yeah and your doctor left right yeah, <laughs> yeah. happy retirement vacation yep. moving on she found a new job. Happy new job. Yeah. <laughs> First week of the new job. I'm sick. Oh. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, this book was this book is important. Mm-hmm. And it was also it also touched on this idea of arranged marriage. Mm, yes. And everyone had you had to stay within your species. Yeah. Like your color. Mm-hmm. And when Bryn found Xavian, Z- uh, who mm. was a black dragon, mm. she was like, well, I like that bad boy. He's a bad mm. boy. Which is a little tropey. So tropey. What? Again, why does it gotta be black? I don't know, but why does he, yeah, like, why does he have to be black and a bad boy? Like, it it reminds me of, like, Leather Jacket. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, Riverdale. Yeah, of, like, the, like, the, the serpents or, like, the greasers or something like that. Like, they just are always decked out in, like, black and... You know that they're bad because they're wearing black. Exactly. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Black is like all the colors. It's literally, literally all the colors. So it's not bad. It's perfection. Exactly. I like black. I do too. It's Mm. like I'm wearing black pants right now. So are you. Yeah. And sometimes when it comes to men, I crave black. (laughs) You know, <laughs> you make it difficult. <laughs> but black also has really cool names for it, like obsidian. Ooh, that's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Onyx. Onyx. Yeah. Ooh. Which are the only two that I looked up. There are other names for it, but I don't feel comfortable saying those on the show. Like molten? Like. The- I guess molten would be like a dark red. Like the appropriate word for the word that people have made bad. Oh. Like the word that's like on Crayola. Oh. I just don't like saying it. No. No, and you shouldn't. Yeah. At all. And there's a lot of movies out with that title now. Yeah. Which make me like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different topic. (laughs) (laughs) 
while Brad is dying. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, you could just, uh, I don't know. That was like a trope that I was like, mm, I don't know if I needed it to be like, okay, like driving at home that he's supposed to be like the bad boy because he's a a black dragon. Like, yeah. I don't know if I needed that so much. Yes. Because then the other one, the, the guy who's like the actual like bad dragon, who's like a bad person. Mm-hmm. He's blue. Blue. And it's like. Ugh, and he, the blues were so mean. Oh, my God. They were so mean. I hated the blues. They they literally. OK. One thing I will say is that one negative thing is that the writing at times felt a little. <sighs> Fluffish. Mm-hmm. It's I like soft. Soft. It, it it was you know it reminded me of what a teenager would say, which is positive. Right. But it felt like a but young if, adult. Yes. And I feel like young adults that read young adult don't want to be reminded that they're reading young adult. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, depending on what it is. Especially, I, I feel like young adult people who are reading books. Yeah. They are more intelligent than the people that aren't, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And they're looking for more intelligence. Like substance. Yes. Yeah. So when the blue, one one blue said to Bryn, your mother should have, a, should have had an abortion. I was like, what? Ew. What kind of diss is that? Yeah, that's not even like a good diss. Yeah. I was like, really? You shouldn't even know what an abortion is right now. I mean, she might. Yeah. Maybe because she had to have a few. Oh. I'm taking it up with this blue dragon right now. Wow. Maybe she was. Dang. (laughs) 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 But yeah, those kind of like hits from the blues. I was like, really? Yeah. Like they, they were not mature at all, but they were the first ones to be like, we're mature. Yes. We know what's happening in the world. And it's like, no, you really don't. No. So I really liked Bryn's best friend. Yes. She was one of my favorite characters. And especially at the beginning when you could really like see and feel their relationship a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like she was like so accepting and understanding and trusting of Bryn. And that was just like such a great friendship that I feel like you don't get to see a lot of in books. Like usually it's like the two female friends just they don't feel like friends. And this one they actually felt close. I agree. So I appreciated that a lot. Let's talk a little bit more about Julie because we have a little bit but not much at all. Yes. We kind of went back to the content of the book. Yes. So her performance was good i felt a youth in her voice that i appreciated for the characters i probably could disagree a little bit with the amount of voices that she did use i did i did like her voice for xavian but Uh with parents there wasn't a difference right or adults or teachers because there were a lot of teachers in the book Mm. and there weren't there wasn't a big difference with the adults. Yeah. So I wish I would have known that a bit more because there was a lot of characters. Oh, yeah. And like, that can be that can be hard for a narrator when exactly. there's a buttload of characters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
each one is different. So you try a little bit to make them different, yeah. but maybe it doesn't come across in recording. Exactly. And also you don't want to be too like diversified with yeah. your voices because then it's just like campy. Yeah. And it's 11 hours that you have to continue with this voice that you committed to from the beginning. And what if you can't carry it through? Exactly. So, so Julie, I think Julie made a decision that benefited her artistically for this audiobook. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. I could like write a research paper. You could. Mm. You probably will. And there were no awkward pauses. Mm -mm. I felt like the the chapters flowed very nicely. Mm -hmm. Now, I did this one at 1.5. Yes. Because 11 hours, I like to not do do <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i did 1.5 as well because it f for some reason it also felt like n natural for her for julie's voice yeah i don't know if she was recording super slow in the beginning but yeah. it was like 400 pages so 11 Ooh. hours is definitely the i don't think she was recording super slow mm -mm. it's kind of weird but it yeah. sounded like the 1.5 was sounded normal for julie yeah it it, it definitely i i think benefited her voice and i would recommend listening to it at 1.5 for listeners like i know some people are like oh i can't do over one speed and sometimes i have to slow it down but i really think for this book 1.5 is really where you get to hear the um the greatness that is like julie niblet yes <laughs> I said her name and you immediately like gave me a smirk. I just really like her name. Her name is great. Mm. And what did you think about her interest in the story? I thought she had a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. I feel like she has she has she been with the series because this is a series. I, so have they done the other books no. and released them yet in the audiobook no, series? Not yet. I know that the books came out uh -huh. quite a while ago. Yeah. And now they are finally becoming produced by the uh -huh. audio flow. Yeah. So I think that this was the first one in the series. Okay. And I hope Julie Niblett continues. Me too. Yeah, because I, I felt like she has a really great interest in what Chris Cannon has written. Yes. And, and there's it, a, it shows through. There's a lot of books too. I know. I was looking at some of them when I was getting the um, book cover which the book cover of this one is really, really nice. It's like mesmerizing. All yeah. those like scales. Yeah. And it looks like when you when you look at it, it looks like it's shimmering. Yes. Even though you're looking at it on a computer screen, mm -hmm. it's definitely not shimmering. I would have liked some blue in it a little bit. Yeah, because it was all it was all red. And that's why I, I kind of forgot what color she was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I was stuck on the part where she was like, okay, so you're red and you're blue. Am I purple? <laughs> Am I purple? <laughs> and I was like, yes, please be purple. Please be purple. Oh, can you imagine her and Xavian have like little dragon babies and it would be like that onyx color Ooh. with like underneath the cracks, like in between it would be like the galaxy. scales. It would be like that purple, like an amethyst color. Yes. Ugh. It'd be like obsidious. Yes. It sounds gross. Sounds like a horror movie. It does. Mm. So anyway. what did you also think? Did you think that Chris Cannon's writing developed a clear picture for the novel? Yes. I Okay. So I was a little confused at the beginning. Was this like post-apocalyptic or no. were they just in a bad neighborhood? They were in a bad neighborhood, I think. Okay. 
that I kind of got confused at the beginning because the way it was being described, it seemed like it was sort of like teetering on being in an apocalypse. Really? Yeah, for some reason. Like, that was like the feeling I got. And I don't know, I don't know, like, if it was just because I was building too much off of the cover, like, of that, like, orangish mm-hmm. and fire of the cover that I was just imagining this, like, city and crumbles and, but they're, but they're still, like, coming back and, like, surviving and living their life. Yeah. But, like, the first part where it was describing how, like, her dad had to come in and save her from the gas station or whatever because I think Xavian was there. He, like, had approached her in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And her dad had to come in and be like, go away. Go away. Yeah. (laughs) And his little, like, dragon voice. Yeah. Before she knew he was a dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It just struck me as apocalyptic. Hmm. I th- I also think that the writing gave a clear picture as well. And and yes, I was confused a bit in the beginning a little bit, but I think once we got to the boarding school, uh-huh. yeah. It was so awesome because th- there was one moment and I even had this like image of like what is this dragon going to look like? Mm-hmm. How do you shape shift? I've heard of werewolves, I've mm-hmm. heard of were tigers and you know people shape shifting into dogs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I never heard of dragons. Yeah. And I was like, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be like a Maleficent dragon? Or is it going to be like the Hulk? Or is it, yeah, or is it going to be like the Hulk? And so they actually describe what it is. And they and they said that Hollywood was wrong. The dragons here are about, you know, they're not huge like they mm-hmm. are in Malif- Maleficent or the Sleeping Beauty movie, but they're kind of like big elephants. I think that's what how they described the dragons and they mm-hmm. said we're kind of like big elephants yeah and i'm like oh interesting i enjoyed how chris kind of like gave her own definition to this like dragon world like yeah dragons are like specifically um defined <clears throat> sorry they're defined already mm-hmm. by like game of thrones and by maleficent and uh, Godzilla mm-hmm. and we already have these pictures in our heads and so the fact that she kind of rewrote for her book and took a different creative route which is awesome mm-hmm. and not something that authors do all the time it really kind of made the the book a little bit more powerful yeah I agree and I also like the fact that Chris Cannon didn't throw us into this world. Right. And we had to figure it out for ourselves. Right. She, I, I love books like this. I love when they teach us about the world. Uh-huh. They introduce us to the characters. They introduce us to, to concepts mm-hmm. about their world. And then we learn about them. Yeah. We're not like, what? What is a, what is that? What is that? They had, she made up a word for what? Yeah. She made, she made a world that made sense. And it wasn't confusing. And you could add it into the canon of real dragons. Yeah. And so, yeah, I like that. And I like the education. And maybe that's why it's 11 hours and nine minutes. Mm-hmm. It's because there's so much education. And the future books may not be as long. Or they may be longer in the case of Red Queen. Oh. Jeez. Jesus. Victoria. Aviard. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, maybe it was 11 hours because of wanting to thoroughly educate the listener and reader. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. I do. I, I, I do appreciate that. Mm. So what do you think overall? How should one listen to a book like this? What so, setting? So I think that if you take your dog on long walks through the forest, Ooh. you should listen to this book. On my way here, there was a guy that was like getting out of his car and he was like carrying something. And I totally thought that he was uh, like carrying firewood into the woods that mm. are like by our community. And then I and then for a split second, I was like, oh, he better not be like dumping a dog off or something. What? Yeah. Like that was like what I thought initially firewood. And then I thought that he was abandoning a dog. <laughs> Oh, I would have been thinking that he would be giving firewood to homeless people. Yes. Also, because there's probably homeless people that live in those woods. Yeah. Like Pasadena is like rampant with homeless, homeless wood, people making wood dwellers. Wood wood homes. Yes. Um anyway, wood communities. <laughs> um so I was like watching him get out of the car and he had a dog, but he was just walking the dog. <laughs> oh, so he was actually he being was a, carrying a nice the dog, person. <laughs> and then he put it down on the path and was actually walking it. Oh, we're so jaded. This I, world. We are. We are. This world has got us something fierce. <laughs> but that's why I started thinking of like walking your dog while listening to this book. Yes, because it has such a like, um, I don't know, like a tie to nature. I feel like you just feel like, I mean, it deals with the elements. Yeah, of like fire and ice and. Whatever Xavian's power is. Yeah. I feel a, I feel a good camping trip. Yes. Like you, you, when you, after you're listening, or I guess, wow, you're burning a, a bonfire mm -hmm. and you smell the soot and the flames. Ooh. And you're just sitting there soaking it all in, getting secondhand smoke, the mm -hmm. disease. Yes. Black lung. Black lung. Mm. Or in this book's Ooh. case, red, blue, green, purple, black young, lung. <laughs> yep you get a lung that is a rainbow yes mm. yes i i agree i like the outside mm -hmm. environment for this audiobook yeah it's definitely an outside book but how i listen to this book i sat my butt on the couch oh okay okay i was not outside yeah i, was... I had a fresh balsam candle next to me oh and that's about as nature as I got. Nice. I was doing some chores. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Who's surprised? It is, too, it is too damn cold outside to be listening to audiobooks outside. And walking your dog. <laughs> and you had pneumonia. <laughs> yes. I was putting away the dishes. Mm -hmm. I was driving to work sick. Mm -hmm. You know. Which I still need to murder you for. <laughs> Because I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, it, next time, I won't be. Uh, you, I think you said that the last time you were sick. Uh, it's just this new girl who needs to be trained. But the sickness has ruined a lot of things for us. I know. We were supposed to be doing a supernatural day. I know. Today. <laughs> but we couldn't because Brad did call out sick one day last week. <laughs> and he got his diagnosis uh, of pneumonia. Dang. And it was like the Wednesday, so... 
I would have to cancel all them clients. That's why that's why it's so busy this today, mm-hmm. which is another reason this sickness got me. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. So would you listen to this book again or would you read the book? A nice change of subject. <laughs> <laughs> Back to our work. <laughs> this would be also a good book for to be turned into like a TV show on the CW. Uh, yeah. I was thinking that while I was listening. I was like, Brad's going to say this would be a good TV show for the CW. <laughs> and I would have to agree. Or Netflix. Yes, because Netflix is coming out with Netflix, some things. Yeah. And Netflix is always coming out with things. Yeah. And so I feel like, and they have like kind of a high budget. I mean, like they did that Christmas Chronicles movie. Real good movie. I really, really want to see it. I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to choose that to be my like closest to Christmas movie. Uh-huh. That was a real good movie and it has CGI in it. Yes. So I feel like Netflix, I don't know who made that one. I mean, it was a Netflix movie, but like, well, I don't know was, if Netflix actually produces it. Um, It was actually, it was directed by Christopher Columbus. Really? Yes. Who directed the first Harry Potter. Interesting. Yes. And the first Percy Jackson. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we need to get Christopher Columbus. On the show. The good Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Working on this show ASAP. Yes. So that we can have Bryn and Xavian in real life and we can see Dragon Love. Mm hmm. I love me some Dragon Love. Mm. Do dragons mate? They have to. She got a, she got assigned a mate, right? Well, she made it as human. Oh, really? Oh, I was. They made as humans? I don't really like to imagine dragons mating. I. It feels a little um, beast. Yeah. Yeah. Bestiality. So I imagine them as humans mating. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, okay. So they described at the beginning that Bryn's mom didn't think that she could get pregnant. Yes. Because she was mating with a dragon outside of her species. Exactly. Outside of her color. But they're all human. They're all human. They all have the same parts. Like They all got eggs and testicles. Yeah. Are her eggs blue and they only mix well with like blue little fishies? Like, I don't know. I don't like all I'm saying is when a man loves a woman, or a man loves a man, or a woman loves a woman. The woman gets pregnant. The woman gets pregnant. Or, I mean, if it's the other way that you said, mm-hmm. nothing happens. Because when you insert that little peanut into the, the omelet, pe- the omelet, then you kind of thrust. Uh huh. You kind of thrust. And then you end you up, end with, up baby. with tuna salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biology. Yeah. By Brittany and Brad. And you can get pregnant in a hot tub. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a myth. We're going deb- de- debunk <laughs> to debunk it. We're debunking myths now. We're a conspiracy uh. channel. <laughs> Uh, so are we going to shelf this book or oh, shove this book? I definitely would say shelf it. It has a very pretty cover. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very interesting book. I would probably give this to my teenage uh, niece or nephew to listen to. Yeah. Well, actually, they don't like audiobooks, interestingly enough. But They're a disgrace to the family. I want to disown them, but I can't. What? Because I love them. Yes. <laughs> Man. Yes, I would shelf this as well. And I would prepare for the sequels. Yes. 
And I would prepare for the TV show. And the TV show that's going to come out by Chris Columbus on Netflix. Mm, yep. <laughs> you heard me first, folks. <laughs> Spreading lies. Spreading lies. Star- starring Julie Niblett. <laughs> oh, could she? <laughs> could she star in it? Oh, that would be great. That would be amazing. She's such a good voice. Yes. I like her voice. I want her to like read me a bedtime story at night. She might have bedtime stories. What other things does Julie Niblett have? We'll have to look up what Julie Niblett has also done to see if she's done bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. So with that said, mm-hmm. I think now is the time to say to sing our goodbye song. I don't know what that is, but I'll follow your lead. Crap, I thought you were going to work on that. Nope, I've been sick. Oh, yes. Sorry. Maybe I'll be watching Out of the Box too too much. Out of the Box? Out out of of the Box. Out of the Box. On YouTube. (laughs) Why have you been watching Out of the Box on YouTube? When I'm sick, I go back to my child days. (laughs) That's comforting and and adorable. (laughs) Farewell to you. Wait, no. no. Goodbye. Farewell. Farewell. No. To you, my friends. Goodbye, Goodbye for, for now. now. Until we meet again, <laughs> I say so long. Farewell <laughs> to you, my friends. <laughs> Goodbye for now. now. Until we meet again. Oh, man. Also, that, was such a, that was such a good jam. We have to say thank you again to the Audio Flow for sponsoring this episode. Show. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jock. And if you want to stay up to date, we sang our ending song and we weren't even finished. <laughs> we weren't at all finished. We have, we're not even close. <laughs> Why? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, everything is normal here. If you want to stay up to date with everything that Audio Shelf is doing, and if you want to suggest things that we should be doing, mm-hmm. please follow us on Twitter. You're you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as if you're interested in knowing <laughs> what, what this possibly could be. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me and like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. And also follow us on Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast. We're also getting our YouTube prepared we already have a youtube which is audio shelf Mm -hmm. i can't remember if there's a me or not just search audio shelf no i don't think there is and you'll find us we are prepping that for the new year because we are so close to our goals on patreon and if you would like to help us reach that goal to bring video to the channel and have our youtube set up even faster You can go to our Patreon by Google searching or looking on Patreon or looking on our Twitter bio or our website and donating a dollar to us. It helps us in more ways than we can explain, but also you listening now is helping us as well. So thank you. And if you would like to stay up to date with things that are going on, we have our Instagram. Yeah. At audioshelf underscore podcast. Yeah. Our Twitter. I, yeah. At Audio Shelf Me. Yeah. And Facebook at Audio Shelf. Yes. Did we already, already go over this? Yeah. Oh, okay. We did. <laughs> Sorry, it's the Night Quill. It is the Night Quill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned. 
Which ones have we not gone over yet? We haven't gone over how you get two free books. Oh, yes. Which is normally your bread and butter. (laughs) (laughs) If you want two free books... You go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link and you can download a 30-day free trial of Audible Mm -hmm. and get two free books. So you can get this one. And another Audiophobe production book. Yeah, we have a bunch of them in our archive, so go back and find some. Especially that Anticipating Temptation. Oh, yes. That was delicious. I want to combine that one and this one mm. and then find out how dragons meet. Anticipating flames going down. Anticipating going down. <laughs> 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 oh, we're still immature. We're out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Excuse me. I felt like I was breathing fire.